12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's a very special month, January 2023. It's because uh, one of my favorite uh, restaurants, I'd say a pizza shop, uh, celebrates its one year anniversary. It's called Sonny's Pizza. Joining me in the studio is the chef and owner of Sonny's Pizza, Mr. Sun Fam. Welcome. Hey, hey. It's, uh, it's been a very busy time for you looking back on the last year. Did you expect the pizza shop to blow up? Um, in the way it has? I don't think it's crazy blown up, but it's definitely done better than I thought uh, with a lot of support from the community, bar industry, and F&B community in general. And people really, really are taking a liking to the Mm. type of pizza we're serving and the type of service we're doing also. And we also have to put this out there because I feel a lot of people, particularly here in Singapore, know you as the guy who makes pizza and the guy who owns Sonny's Pizza. But there's more to you than that. You were actually an executive chef back in Hong Kong for six years. And uh, before that, you've been on this incredible culinary journey. So what made you want to make that transition, that change to start up something completely different? Well, I've never been to Singapore before. Uh, we came to open the restaurant, so I had no idea. So it's basically like opening a new restaurant in a foreign country you've never been in. You don't know anything about the market. And so it was also during COVID. So we figured that, me and my partner, we figured that we should do something quite simple and approachable and easy to understand. So we went with pizza. Yeah, pizza was the um, was the best choice, I feel. But, you know, going back to your time in Hong Kong, was it hard to move away from being an executive chef? You worked at some of the best restaurants, not only in Hong Kong, but around Europe and the world. Was it hard to make that change? Not really. At the end of the day, it's still just F&B business and still cooking in the end. There are some, like, you know, I lose a, I don't have a crazy team or, like, a big massive kitchen that I can do whatever I want. It's very limiting. Like, the whole place is set up to make pizza, essentially. I can't just bust out and start grilling meat uh, in a mm. pizza oven. That's about it. But overall, it's still somewhat the same. But in a way, it's also better because now becoming, like, a chef owner, I can manage my time yeah. myself leave for vacation when, mm. whenever I want for a few days if I need to. So it's not as like, it's a little bit more freedom. So there's pros and cons to it. And you're originally from Maryland in the U.S. and, uh, you know, growing up there. Uh, we have to take it back a bit. What would you say, you, you know, you'd put it down, your inspiration to actually make a career out of this to become a chef? Was there a little anecdote that you can share with us or an inspiration in the kitchen while you were growing up? Not really. I actually just worked part-time in uni and uh, as a pastry chef and like dishwasher also at a local French restaurant. Mm. Basically, I just needed money. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I help my parents cook at home and mm. uh, do everything and I don't get paid for it. Now I get paid for it. Oh, it's pretty easy. And I just kind of continued from there. I was like, oh, I like eating. This is really good food. So I just kept going with it and like tried to get to try to eat more stuff, learn how to make more stuff. And I, don't know, I just found it easy. I never found it too difficult. Yeah, it's never been as challenging as uh, setting up this pizza shop, I'd say, in Singapore, right? Because you taught yourself making pizza on YouTube. Yeah, I did. Actually, mm. everyone asked that. I was like, yeah, I watch, I talk, I watch <laughs> YouTube videos and just mimic. Not just that, it's also like a lot of research on bread, proofing, testing out different types of flour. Mm. It's like a lot of trial and error process, but I think I picked it up a little bit faster than normal people would simply because, you know, I understand baking, I understand setting up a restaurant. Now it's just a restaurant for one specific thing. Did it surprise you how um, how good you are, not just at pizza making, but in, in terms of 
being a chef because you said you were a dishwasher, you did a little bit of cooking here and there just to get money at university. But, you know, going up the ranks, working your way up to being an executive chef, I mean, that's that's an incredible honor. Did you ever see that coming? You're almost like you're born to cook, right? Um, I don't think I ever saw it coming. Mm. But it's just like, you know, I kind of dropped out of school in my third year of engineering yeah so my parents were not happy with that so my dad basically told me he's like if you're gonna do something at least like try to be the best at it so that's pretty much like always strive to be the best mm. work with the best and constantly improve myself you know not just like cook for the sake of cooking but try to be very very good at what i do yeah and you spent quite some time in europe as well what was that experience like though uh, this is about a decade ago it was a very different landscape mm. of culinary scene 10 years ago worldwide actually yeah it was nice. It was a, like eye-opening experience. I think for working there really made me appreciate fine dining. Really opened my eye to the possibility of food a lot more and what is the standard to be the best restaurant in the mm. world and work with the best people. And that's like that basically set a standard for me to strive always yeah. constantly. Absolutely. And um, that one place which uh, always will have a special place in your heart is Hong Kong, right? Because you were there for, let's say, six years and you made that move from going there to coming here. What was it like opening up a a business during the pandemic? I mean, multiple people had their businesses shut down because of restrictions, but where others might have, you know, folded, you thrived. So is there a, can you put that success down to a certain factor or was it just, uh, just happened the way it did? Part of it is a little bit unpredictable, but I would definitely say having something approachable like pizza really helped out Mm. and having a small shop with low overhead costs and relatively low ingredient costs. Not really, actually. We use very good ingredients. So it's (laughs) not super low, but having just like do something really, really good helps. And then being COVID friendly with delivery and everything also helps a lot, too. And also, since you've opened, you've kept your price as well. It's gone up by a little bit, but that's because of the ingredients. I mean, um, your supply, you need to make sure that you also make a profit out of it. One year, right? You have to pinch yourself to see that it's gone by A, so fast. But also now, when you think pizza here, anyone who knows you in the F&B industry, they always get your deliveries, right? Yeah. I mean, the price changes is inevitable. It's going up everywhere. There's mm-hmm. a lot of background stuff, I think. Customers, your everyday customers don't know. But like yeah. since opening within a year, like price of my flour has gone up by 30%. My tomato is doubled basically uh cheese gone up by 30 percent. so a lot of these things like really adds up over time mm. so i mean this is not just for my shop this is across the board for every f&b business out there that people don't realize like the cost adds up by a lot yeah it's not just you waking up one day and being like oh let's just increase prices for the fun of it it's because you have no choice right yeah absolutely but let's talk about the support of the f&b industry in singapore um, how they've welcomed you with open arms and also how you've really put the word out there because when you first started you sent out a lot of these pizza boxes and you made sure that everyone got a chance to try you also have done a couple of pop-ups most recently at 28 Hong Kong Street. Were they surprised with the food you came up with? Because they just know you as the guy who makes pizza, right? Um, at 28 Hong Kong Street, definitely different. But those, uh, I think everyone there are good friends already. And they kind of knew my background uh, slightly. So they're not too surprised. But if anything, they're quite happy that I'm doing other stuff besides pizza. And hopefully in upcoming years, I'll be doing more pop-up and events that not related to pizza. Yeah, talk to me about this new pop-up that you're doing. Um, it opens... Um, well, it's already well and truly underway uh, with one of your very good friends, June, who used to work at um, Emil Bar before. How did this all come
come together that you guys decided, oh, let's do a quick pop-up. You do the food, she does the drinks. Uh, we kind of chat about it in Korea a few months ago, and then Jay Gray, the owner of Low Tide, uh, basically was like, hey, I have a space upstairs above. You guys want you want interested to take over? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. Let's uh, do it for a few weeks and see how it goes, do completely different uh, food, more related to, like, my background mm. in Vietnamese and, like, other food I like to eat also. Yeah. So it's very different. There's there's no pizza there or anything that looks like pizza there. So. But has that been, because um, I'm sure it's been incredibly, no, I wouldn't say maybe not as challenging, but very time consuming, right? To get all the ingredients, all the prep sort of. Basically, I didn't see you for a whole week. I think that's the longest I've gone without seeing you. Yeah, it's fun. But I mean, it's essentially, it's just opening a really small restaurant for mm. a short period of time. So all, everything that involves with the opening of a restaurant is the same skill set you use as applied uh, now for running this pop-up for three weeks. So it's not too difficult. It's just, yeah, it's just labor intensive and time consuming but once you get everything rolling it's it'll be chill yeah it, it certainly will be i mean promises to be one of the um i mean just started the year actually and uh what better way to uh celebrate your one-year anniversary at sunny's and to do something completely different but looking back on the year just before we wrap this up is there a special memory or an anecdote that really stands out for you when you look at the last year of sunny's being in operation in singapore I think the fun part looking back is actually I have pictures of the pizza from start to finish and it's actually improved over time. It's like I constantly like try to improve little by little Mm. on the pizza product itself. That's all we sell. So we should try to make it very, very good. So actually the dough has changed over time. The sauce has changed. So a lot of little things like baking time, very small nuances to try to make it a better product and a better eating experience Mm. overall instead of just be like, okay, this is good enough. Let's just do this. No, I can't do that. It's been quite a journey uh, for you because uh, when you first came here, you didn't actually know what you wanted to do. And slowly you got Sonny's and then you made more friends in the industry. And now you're doing pop-ups. You did uh, pop-ups at EO. You've done it at 28 and now with the new space uh, just above low tide. So uh, onwards and upwards, Mr. Son. Yeah, I hope so. And hope to be able to uh, bring some of my friends from overseas for both chefs and bartenders yeah. to come into Singapore. Let's show them more of the community here and let people here experience what uh, the food and drinks that they have to mm. offer also i think that'll be a fun and being here is a good like little hub slash gateway yeah for many people to come and go quite easily gateway to southeast asia been speaking all things uh not just pizza but about the life of a, a very uh interesting individual mr son fam he uh is the chef and owner at sonny's pizza they've recently celebrated their one year of operations in singapore um but he's he was also an executive chef i mean that's before he started making pizza thank you so much for your time uh, taking the time out to join me on the show and um, can't wait to see where this pop-up takes you awesome thank you so much for having me to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm 893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.